Hello, everyone, and welcome to Weigh In Sports Talk. Tonight is Wednesday, and we're very excited because what this represents, what tonight means is, you know, we're in the eve of the NFL football season. And, and guys, I'm a college football junkie, and I have to tell you, but over the past few years, I've, I've become an NFL junkie. So just very excited about what's in store this week for us tomorrow night. And we'll discuss it, the Ravens and Broncos, a little revenge game to start our season off. And, Trey, I don't know about you, but do you do you think the NFL Week 1 will be better than the college football Week 1 from last week? Well, probably, I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, because that Clemson, that Clemson-Georgia game was, was pretty entertaining. Um, but, I mean, there's some really legitimate, legitimately really good uh, NFL games this week. I mean, I could have picked more than five. Probably. It was actually tough picking just five for us to, to break down, but uh, I'm excited about the NFL this week for sure. Uh, it's definitely better than week two of college football. And so there's been a whole lot of uh, – we kind of struggle for 10 matchups in college football. Yeah, Trey, I, I felt good, bad for you this week. And, and thank you again, Trey, for putting our picks out on the Facebook page so everybody that would like to compete and pick the 10 games, and it's not with the point spread – if you can beat the host, not tie the host, not come within one pick of the host, but beat the host, you'll get to be on the next show we do the previews on to preview all the games and co-host the show with it. So, Trey, I just I don't know, honestly, if anybody can beat us this year. I, I really don't. Well, you know, so far, 0-1, Tarvin. I think we're going to keep it going. Yeah, Jonathan, you know, I, I think he ran scared the other day. You know, he can't touch it, but... You know, I'm excited, Trey, that fantasy football's back, the NFL's back, and it just makes it the weekends, you know, more complete. You know, we don't have college, but usually on Saturday we watch it. This past weekend we had Sunday and Monday. But now having the NFL on Sunday and Thursday and Monday night football, man, I'm just excited. And and tonight I'm just going to go ahead and tell you we're going to preview the AFC South. And we, we're going to finish that, and then we're going to break down our NFL games. And Trey and I are going to give our Super Bowl predictions. And Trey, I don't know if you're ready for that, but I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> well, you know, calling me out already, man. Calling me out already. Well, I want to start off, and we're not going to start off in the NFL. I have to, you know, we've already touched our week one reviews in college football, but there was a game on Monday night I want to talk about real quick because of the importance of this game is Florida State, Trey has found the future of that team, and not just the future, the present. A quarterback that could possibly win a Heisman Trophy if he plays the way he did on Monday night, but also possibly lead Florida State to an undefeated season, win the ACC, and that would probably put him in the national championship game, Trey. You're a Florida State fan. Just your thoughts real quick on on Winston, the Florida State freshman phenom. Well, I mean, 25 for 27, you know, the kids put up touchdowns one on the ground, uh, you know, a bunch in the air. Uh, and, in fact, Tarvin, the two incompletions, I don't even think hit the ground. I mean, one of them I thought was a catch out of bounds uh, that could have been uh, that should, could have been challenged, you know, had they had the ability. I thought I had to get a foot in. The second one was just, an, you know, out of bounds. So I was superbly impressed. I mean, uh, I, I could not have expected a debut uh, that good. And, you know, for those who are thinking, well, it's against Pitt, and that is true, but you're talking about a, a freshman on the road 
um, you know, playing that well against, you know, what was a pretty decent defense with nine returning starters. So you've got to be impressed if you're Florida State. Well, Trey, it was a top 20 defense returning nine starters. And being at home the first game of the year, and, and the problem is they didn't have film to look at this guy really to see what to expect. But I like Jimbo Fisher, the way he called the plays. He didn't put the training wheels on this kid, Trey. He let him go out and rock and roll with that offense, and it was like, wow, that first drive, Pitt broke the field, scored a touchdown, and I'm like, uh-oh, same old Florida State. And I still have questions about their defense, as you know, but I'm very solid on this kid, Winston. And if something happens to him, they have a, a great backup as well. So, Trey, are you – I don't know. I can't remember who you picked to win the ACC, but does this kind of make Florida State your favorite? Well, I, mean, I still think Clemson's going to be a very tough game to get over for a rookie quarterback. I mean, you brought up a very good point about the defense. I mean, it's a scheme defense now with Pruitt. They don't have the star power right now in, you know, what they had in Bjorn Warner last year. where They just had a, an absolute speed rusher. They haven't found that yet, and maybe they will. Uh, but with Pruitt, it's about schemes. It's about finding the, the lane that's open and sending a blitzer. So, I mean, with that kind of defense, it's possible to get burned a little bit more. And Taj Boyd, if you give him the same amount of time Pitt's quarterbacks had, he's going to be burning an awful lot of DBs too. So, I mean, you know, Florida State has a lot to do on defense, Tarvin, uh, to really keep up with, with Clemson right now. I'm not ready to give them the keys of the ACC just yet. It's a really young team. They played a lot of freshmen for those uh, those who didn't know all the names. Uh, in fact, the freshman who had the first interception was Jalen Ramsey, who's a true freshman. Uh, sort of the true freshman at defensive end, Walker. Uh, so they're still a really young team on defense, Tarvin. So against a senior quarterback in Taj Boyd, there could be large growing pains. Yeah, but, uh, what did you think about his comments after the game, uh, Winston's comments about talking about Texas? Is it just me, or do these kids not need to speak after a game? I mean, they're, I mean, every time I see somebody open their mouth, they're they're looking stupid. And so, why would the kid even mention Texas at this at this point in the season or any time? Well, you're, you're you're referring to a conversation that happened in 2012 during his recruiting after he committed to Florida State. Uh, he was asked about if there's any other um, program that he would have gone to, and he started talking about how Texas, um, you know, it was where he wanted to play, but he didn't get really recruited. Um, I think that story just broke. I don't. I don't think he made that comment after okay. the game. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. I mean, unless I'm wrong on that, but I, it was a 2012 story. I know for sure he was talking about Texas. I didn't hear anything after the game. His comments after the game that I heard was sort of as you would want a quarterback uh, to say. You know, they started the age. You had the, you'd have this good a game. He said, "Hey, it's a process. You know, I got I got a great offensive line playing around. I'm a receiver who get open." Uh, so it's the kind of comments that I'd like to see in a post-game interview. Is it just, is it just me, or does Mac Brown have a have a knack for throwing away talent? You look at RG3, Johnny Manziel, and this kid. I mean, the guy doesn't know how to pick a quarterback, does he, since Ben Chung came? Well, uh, and that's kind of the problem, and that's that's why I think he came out and addressed, I think, the story that broke now that Winston's, you know, sort of a young phenom. Uh, when that story came out, you know, from – you know, hey, he made these comments a long time ago. Why didn't you, why didn't you recruiting Mac Brown? And so Mac Brown, I guess, <laughs> felt the need to um, justify his recruiting decision. But I mean, there certainly is a problem. I think a lot of Texas fans have, which is, you know, um, is Mac Brown able to evaluate talent on the recruiting trail anymore? Is, is he is he missing a step? 
Uh, we'll have to see targeting because this this is a year that uh, you know I have Texas winning the Big 12. Uh, if they can't do it with the talent they have now, I think that there's a lot of people who and you've been on that bandwagon to get rid of Mac Brown. I think they may may get me on that bandwagon as well if Mac Brown can't do something this year. Yeah, I mean it's 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 time to to get Mac Brown going. He he should have been going a long time ago, but that's that's for another conversation another night. But just wanted to touch on Florida State since they played Monday night. They look very impressive, you know, going on the road and taking care of business like that against a, a, a Pitt team that had a lot to prove their first game in the ACC. Not a terrible team, but a, a good opponent for Florida State. The test has been passed, and I can't believe that, that he exceeded expectations. This kid came with a lot of hype, Trey, and the way he exceeded the expectations, man, he better play like this every week or, or the fans are going to be very disappointed. Well, yeah, and it's kind of crazy if you think about it. Um, you know, a lot of people thought, you know, okay, Jameis Winston is, you know, he was shimming so hyped, but it's kind of funny because his backup, Jacob Coker, um, actually is a really, really high uh, uh, guy out of Mobile, Alabama as well. So, I mean, you know, he had to actually win this position. I mean, Jimbo Fisher talked about that in some of the conferences that, you know, when it came up to that decision, it wasn't as if then he uh, – you know, he you walked away with even even the quarterback competition, so he had to win it from Coker to begin with. So maybe that's a good thing, Tarvin, is that he had to go out and play his best uh, in spring ball or in fall ball to even get the position. Maybe that helped him sort of uh, come down to earth a little bit. Yeah, and and we'll we'll follow Florida State very closely, you know, through this season. And give the call in number six four six seven one six five five six four. We're probably going to go to around 10.30 Eastern tonight, around in that time. So if you'd like to call, please make sure to do so. But to start things off, I mean, let's do it. The NFL is here. We have the AFC South to preview Trey and to give our predictions. But I guess an interesting division when you talk about two teams in this division, but the bottom two, not too much to talk about. So, Trey, start us off in this division. Yeah, and Tarvin, I'll start us off by, by telling folks that I'm actually – this is division. Uh, we kind of had some time off, and I'm actually going to change uh, my division pick from before. Um, but we'll do that afterwards. So to get us started off, uh, Tarvin, we're talking about the AFC South. I'll start off with – I think it's going to be the seller dweller of the AFC South, Tarvin, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. They finished 2-14 and 14 last year. They went 2-4 and four in the South. It was their first season under Mike Malarkey. Uh, and, you know, Tarvin, I know that uh, I think this team will improve a little bit uh, from 2-14. and 14. I'm going to give them three or four wins. I think Wayne Gabbert will take a small step forward, you know, versus being the 30th worst quarterback, maybe the 25th worst, worst quarterback, so that makes sense. But, Tarvin, they still have a lot of pieces missing, and so they're still going to have a very tough year. Well, I mean, I think Jacksonville and the Jets will be battling for the worst team in, in the NFL. Jacksonville's just terrible, guys. I mean, I, I see them winning maybe two games again. I, I see no improvement from this team. I don't think Blackman – I mean, I think he's a good player, but who's who's going to get him the ball, really? Gabbert seems to be hurt now. I, I don't know. I mean, they got Luke Jokel, but is that enough, Trey, to, to get him a couple more wins here? I see him probably 2-14 and 14 again. Well, I mean, one, I think that Oakland's pretty bad, too. So, I mean, I think – I think Jacksonville, you know, they have Blackman who's been suspended. So, I mean, that hurts them early in the year. But I think Blackman's going to do well. You know, I think uh, Blaine Gabbert seems to be healthier than he was last year. So, I think the two of them will form some sort of chemistry once Blackman gets back. 
and, and that's going to help them do a little bit better. I mean, I, we'll see. This is the year that Jacksonville will get to tell themselves whether Blaine Gabbard is their quarterback of the future or if they're looking to draft someone like, I don't know, Teddy Bridgewater, as Paul said in the draft, and then she's in the room, in our draft room, next, or, or talk room, or oh, I'm all over myself right now. Chat in room. our chat room, yeah, uh, that they may draft next <laughs> year. So I think they'll get a chance to really evaluate Gabbert this year in his second full year. Well, if you're a gambling man, Trey, and you feel lucky tonight, Jacksonville's 300-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I mean, if you have a dollar laying around you'd like to piss away, be more than happy to lay it down. I'll give you a thousand to one odds. Are you willing to do that, Trey? <laughs> uh, I'll give you a dollar. Why yeah, that's what it. That's really what they're saying. Just give us your dollar, man. Just give us your dollar. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, you know, we had them last, but Trey, the Tennessee Titans, the team. I'm sure you have third. I mean, and I have third. Is there any way they can they can I guess rally and maybe make a playoff run. Chris Johnson to me, he seems like I mean he he's due for something. They have Kenny Britt, Chance Warmack from Alabama came as a rookie guard, but I'm just not sold on them yet, Trey. I think they can they can get up to maybe eight and eight, nine and seven. That's about as good as I'm seeing them right now. I just don't see them making any huge strides to win this division. Yeah, you know, I think six and ten, seven and nine is about right for I don't I don't know if I see them progressing. Yeah, you know, I'm not sold on them in their quarterback position. They're they seem to be a very average team and I, I just think they're gonna stay average. I just I didn't see a lot from them in the draft that makes me think they're gonna be all that much better. Yeah, they gave up last year, Trey. They gave up about thirty points a game, elite worst. I mean, you give up thirty points a game in the NFL, you're not gonna win too many. And, and you're not going to be making the playoffs. So, did they do anything on defense uh, to help sure that up a little bit? I mean, are they going to get better and, and be able to compete in this division? Well, I'm not related enough. I mean, I think they're going to be sort of after. They only won one game in their division this past year. I think they'll win at least two or three, I and mean, they'll, get, they'll get a little bit better. Um, I think they'll get better, and I think the Colts will go to worse. So, I mean, they may pick up some of the slack, Harvin, but not enough to make the playoffs. Chris Johnson, I mean, tell me what you think about him. Adding adding Chance Warmack, is this going to help him uh, get some rushing yards this year and some touchdowns? I may need him in fantasy this year at some point. Well, I mean, Chris Johnson, and it, it's hard to say. I mean, I don't know if the guy's best years are behind him. I think he'll get 1,000 yards. He'll be healthy this year. I think Warmack is going to help with a run, with a rushing attack um, for sure. But, you know, they may be coming from behind an awful lot, which takes away carries. Yeah, so we're we're both in agreement here that Tennessee finishes third in this division, and so really it's a two-team race. Trey, I'll let you you pick the second team here and see who you have finishing second in this division. Well, I mean, to me, I, I have a strong second, and uh, I know I have a wild card left to give, and I'm actually not going to give it in this division. I'm going to go back and give it in another division. I find the Colts are going to do significantly worse last year. They had, I think, the easiest schedule in the NFL. Last year, uh, they still have a lot of talent um, to come to come up to. Uh, last year, they had, you know, this year they have one of the harder schedules, probably top ten type of schedule. I don't find um, that they're going to win a lot of those games if they were able to. Last year, you saw the Ravens in a twenty-four to nine in the postseason uh, score. I, I think they're going to play in much harder competition. I find they're going to lose two diff- two games that they won last year, Tarvin. 
so I, I had them at nine and seven, and actually had them out of the playoffs. I'm actually going to pull the trigger on the Chiefs as my wild card now. Um, and Carbon, wow. I'm pulling the Colts back out of the playoffs at nine and seven. Hold on, breaking news: Trey has the Chiefs making a wild card. I like that. I like that. But you know, the Colts, you're, you're exactly right, Trey. The schedule's tougher. They overachieved last year, and, and what are they going to use as motivation this year? I mean, Chuck Pagano last year with his battle with cancer seemed like he motivated these guys, and when you had Andrew Luck leading the team with the schedule they had, it just seemed to work out. I think they are the most overrated team right now being hyped. Um, I do think they take a step back, and I don't think they make the playoffs either, but I do think Andrew Luck, is the future of the NFL, man. I mean, this kid is amazing. What a replacement trade that after Peyton Manning left that they came up with Andrew Luck. I mean, just a great guy, but he's going to learn a lot in his second year as well. He's not just going to come out there and be a world beater. Uh, I think defenses make adjustments, but Trey, I, I think they do have talent, but not enough to to go 11-5 and five like they did last year. I'm, I'm with you. I'm around 9-7. and seven. Yeah, and so, you know, here's what I, I think on, on the Colts. I think they are getting hyped up, and they played a really easy schedule last year when you, when you look at the NFL. I mean, absolutely, I think you're right. And Andrew Luck is going to be a top-five quarterback, and he's going to be a top-five quarterback real soon, real fast. But they still have pieces. I'm not, I don't like their running back situation. Uh, I think T.Y. Hilton right now, who's their third receiver on the chart behind Reggie Wayne and Hayward Bay, I think he's, he's their best receiver, which is saying something. He's going to take a huge step forward from where he took last year, and he's probably going to be a star in this league by his third year. Uh, so I think they got pieces covered. I think they're a few away. They need a, they need a better running back, and I think they need some defensive players. Uh, so I think they'll get there, but I think this year is the year they step back out of the playoffs and, and reevaluate with some draft picks next year. Yeah, I think I think they're a couple of years away from being a contender. They're just going to have to to draft well and and get better at the positions. But Andrew Luck is the future. He's locked in. Well, I mean, that's a great problem to have, having Andrew Luck as your quarterback. So that takes us to the number one team that we both, I guess, after elimination here, the Houston Texans last year with a 12-4 and record. Trey, this was a team that, that people thought was going to win the Super Bowl last year, and they just imploded, I think. I mean, it just looked like they just – was it New England that, that blew them out? And then after that, it just seemed like the Texans couldn't couldn't rebound and couldn't get healthy. Well, they actually lost to the Patriots in the playoffs as well, 41-28. to 28. Uh, You know, this is, you know, a team that's been now been under Gary Kubiak for eight years now, since his eighth year. I mean, this is a, a team built to win. I mean, you got Arian Foster and, and Tate at running back. you got, you know, Matt Schaub, who's just a consistent 4,000-yard guy, and people don't talk about, you know, how he puts up 4,000 in passing yards, you know, pretty much every year he's healthy. So, you know, if they can keep him healthy, I think this team, Tarvin, wins 11, 12 games again. I'm going to have them 11 and 5, uh, a one game difference than last year, Tarvin. But I just think this team is built for a playoff run. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I really think this is the year that they they kind of break through. And, and this could be their last year, Trey. You know, Andre Johnson's getting a little older. How long is Arian Foster going to be able to hold up and be healthy? If they can stay healthy this entire season, and keep Schaub upright, I think this team can win this division. But I think they can go deeper into the playoffs. I could see them possibly making an AFC championship this uh, AFC championship game against Denver this year. Well, it's, I mean, this team, you're right. They're, they, they need to move now. I mean, they don't have a whole lot of years left. 
I mean, they still have a really good, some talented players that just re-signed Cushing to a long-term deal. That's a great move. He's a great linebacker. Uh, but they they are missing some pieces. You know, I, we'll have to see how Ed Reed does with the type. With, I mean, he's, I think he's going to miss the first game if he plays. Uh, so I mean, this team is built for now. You're right. They need they need this time for a run. But I, I'm not sure they can make it that far, Carvin. Uh, not with uh, the Broncos, you know, in the, in the AFC. Uh, but you know, I mean, this I think this team is going to be ready when it comes to postseason time. They're going to be well rested. Well, but we have Houston winning. Uh, I think Schaub actually takes a step up and, and actually does better. We hope he does. I think the defense is good. I think as long as they stay healthy, like I said, they're going to be okay. So, Trey, let's start over now. We're, we're going to have a chance to, to go through our winners of each division and you give your wild cards. Um, and these can change. Remember, we predicted these a long time ago as we were going. But let's start with the AFC East, Trey. Um, we both had the Patriots to win. Any any change of that, and does a wild card come out of this division? No, I, I don't think the Patriots are going to have any problem with this division, and I can't imagine. I mean, you're going to have two rookie quarterbacks starting and, and Ryan Tannehill. I mean, combined, the NFL starting quarterbacks in this division outside of Tom Brady is 16 games. That, that's it. Uh, the Patriots are going to have no problem. Okay, I agree. Patriots and nobody else. The AFC North. I can't even remember who I picked last time, Trey, but I like the Cincinnati Bengals now. You know I don't like the Ravens. I don't think they're a wild card contender. I do like Pittsburgh being second in this division and making a wild card. So I like the Bengals to win the division and the the Pittsburgh Steelers to make a wild card coming out of this division. Yeah, I I think I had the Bengals winning this division. I think I'm going to keep with that. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with – I'm going to stick with the Ravens on uh, on my wild card out of this division. Yeah, the, the Ravens are not going to make it. I'm sad to say to everybody out there. Um, the AFC South, we just previewed that. You don't have a wild card coming out of that either, Trey. So you have the Texans and no Colts, right? That's correct, yep. Well, I like the Broncos in the West, as you do, but I like the Chiefs to make a wild card game too, Trey. I'm not trying to steal your pick, but I really think they're improved. I think they have what it takes. They have the talent enough to to get closer to Denver and to make a wild card. Yeah, I mean, I just really like what Andy Reid's bringing there. I really like the fact that Jamal Charles, if he stays healthy, this is going to be a very tough team. You know, Dwayne Bowe is still a pretty good receiver. Uh, Alex Smith is a game manager, and if, if they can, if they're in games, you know he's going to have a chance to to actually manage games and, and not turn the ball over, which is going to win them some games. So, you know, I like the Chiefs now in the playoffs. Uh, I give them about ten wins, and then I, kinda, I think the Broncos are probably going to be your AFC West uh, or AFC uh, overall top seed. All right. Well, we got through that. Now let's move to the NFC East, Trey. And and I know I got beat up for this, but I'm 100% sure that the Dallas Cowboys win this division. Yeah, we both picked the Cowboys, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I really like them a lot. And I can't remember, do we have a wild card coming out of this one? I I believe, did I have the Giants coming out as a wild card? Paul, Uh, take the notes, baby, take the notes. Yeah, check the notes for us, Paul. I can't remember. If, I don't think I had a wild card coming out of this one because I had the Bears and Packers and I had the Seahawks and 49ers. So. 
Okay, that's right. I think I had Dallas and the Giants finishing like ten and six, or not, and and one of them not making the playoffs. So that takes us to the NFC North, and this is a, a crazy division, Trey. And you know, at first I think I had the Packers, and and then I changed it to the Bears. But I'm still going with the Chicago Bears now in the NFC North to win this division. Trey, I'm worried about the Packers actually even making the playoffs, though. I'll have them as a wild card just by default, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm just worried about the Packers. I might just eliminate them from the playoffs right now. Well, you got to pull the trigger, buddy. I, I didn't talk about the playoffs. Their offense is pretty good. Uh, I think the Bears still win this division. I, I like the pieces they have. I think it's going to be a much more balanced pack from this year. I think uh, Jeffries takes a step forward. They're not going to have to rely all, all, all on Brendan Marshall, which is not going to be a good thing anyway. Uh, I like I like Marcellus Bennett at tight end for them, and then in the, you know Tarvin you know, with the West, you know moving on, you know I got the Seahawks as a wild card again. Hold on, the 49ers Hold on Trey, back up, so. back up, baby. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Packers in the wild card, by the way, just to make <laughs> you happy. <laughs> all right, NFC West. No, I, I have the 49ers win that division still. The Seahawks is my wild card. Yeah, I do too. Oh, that's that's my next wild card. I'm gonna have the Seahawks and the Niners winning the division. Or I can't remember. Did I have Seattle? I'm trying to think. God, it's hard when you pick these a long time ago and then you watch it and then you study it again. So um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with San Fran guys to win this division and Seattle to the wild card. And that takes us to the NFC South trade. I believe we both had the Falcons to win this division. Yeah, I, mean, I have the Falcons winning this division. I have no wild card, but I, I think the Saints could be close. Yeah, and watch out for the Carolina Panthers. They got to, they can win that first game against Seattle to get some momentum. Maybe that can that can help them. I mean, winning your last five is not going to help when you when you've already lost about nine games. So, all right, Trey, this this goes to the the projections. Of, we won't go by division by division or or the AFC Championship. I guess I'll do that. Who's your AFC champion this year coming out of the AFC alone? Who's going to make the Super Bowl? Well, you know, when I'm looking at I'm looking at it, you know, I think, you know, the favorite is going to be the Broncos. But I'm going to go out on the limb. I think the best overall team, and if I'm not going to go with the Broncos, um, I think the, best, the next best overall team is the Bengals. So I think the Bengals and the Broncos are going to decide the AFC I'm going to stick with the favorites and Peyton Manning and, and the Broncos in a very close game against the Bengals. Yeah, I like the Broncos, you know, to make the Super Bowl, and I think everybody in the world has them. Uh, but I like them barely getting by the Houston Texans. I think the Texans come to play this year. They have defense. They have a running game. Uh, a good quarterback, you know, when he's protected, Andre Johnson, they have some good receivers. I think the Patriots, I just think they've lost too much, guys. I think that defense is bad. I think they're good enough to win the East. But I like Denver coming out of the AFC with Trey here. And so now it's going to be tough, Trey, the NFC champions. Yeah, I I think this is going to come down to, um, honestly, I'm looking at, um, you know, it, it's tough to repeat in the NFC. So, I mean, 49ers are really good. Uh, I think the Seahawks have taken more of a step. I have uh, the Seahawks in the NFC Championship game, uh, and I have them facing, Carvin, the Dallas Cowboys and the Seahawks in the world in the Super Bowl. Wow. I like your Dallas pick, Trey, but I like San Francisco in there. 
Uh, Dallas is a team, Trey. I don't know why. I guess it's because of Romo in the past. But this team's loaded. It would not surprise me at all if Dallas made the Super Bowl this year. And I've never predicted Dallas to win their division or do anything. But I think this is the perfect timing for them to go. But I like San Francisco and Denver, Trey, in the Super Bowl. And I like Peyton Manning getting a ring and walking off into the sunset. Yeah, I got I got the the Seattle Seahawks making the Super Bowl this year. Russell Wilson does enough. I think overall it's got a pretty good team. They're gonna they're gonna have a little bit of Percy Harvin, uh, not having any issues. But I think I think they're gonna they're they're a really good overall team. I have Denver Broncos beating the Seattle Seahawks. All right, Denver Broncos, a Super Bowl champion here at Weigh In Sports. Peyton Manning, does he retire, Trey, with a win? I think he might. I mean, it's tough to say, but I think when, you, when you're on top, I think it's a, a real tough thing not to do is go out on top. But they're built for a couple of years, so I mean, he may want to go back-to-back. Back. Well, I'm a big Peyton Manning fan. The way he does everything, he's classy, Trey. So it's hard to believe that you and I agree on a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, the, the the one pick I wanted to make, and part of it is I think it, it, it's just, you know, pure – uh, sort of gut feeling, and what I want to happen is, you know, is I want the Falcons to sort of be in there. I mean, you've heard so much about, you know, the Falcons and how their fans are fell fair weather and all this kind of stuff. And I, you know, you really kind of want them to get through there. But you know, with young talent, I just think there's too much young talent on other teams. And I like Julio Jones, uh, and that, but I'm just not sold on their defense still. I mean, they got burned by mobile quarterbacks last year. So I just find it hard to believe that they could get past, uh, you know, the 49ers, the Seahawks, you know, some other of these mobile quarterback teams even. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's my concern with the Falcons, Tarvin. Yeah, they choked last year at home. They had a cakewalk to the Super Bowl, and they choked it away. I mean, it's just – I just don't see them getting better on the defensive side of the ball. You're right. OC, they got him, but how much gas do they have left in the paint? I mean, that's – that's what I want to know. I mean, they, they did upgrade, I guess, some, but, I mean, you're getting old has-been guys. So, the offense is good. They're going to score. I'm interested to see what Steven Jackson does. But, Trey, you know, some interesting news in the NFL. I don't know if you think it's interesting. Geno Smith is going to start for the Jets, and and Manuel, what was it, E.J. Manuel is going to start for the Bills. Any chance those two have success in week one? Uh, I think of the two, I think E.J. Manuel will have more success this year. He, he's a much more polished quarterback. Geno Smith is going to have a lot of picks this year. Uh, and, in fact, I look at Geno Smith as not starting the entire year. I, I think at some point the Jets are going to be flip-flopping back and forth uh, between multiple different guys. I just think Geno Smith is going to have so much uh, room to come up to. I mean, this guy is – you know, he was throwing four four picks in, a, in preseason games, and yeah, it's preseason Tarvin, but his 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 abilities to make <laughs> reads were was so far behind where NFL quarterbacks should be that I see you know when we're talking about playing the Patriots and scheming defenses, he may have four to five interceptions and a couple fumbles. I mean, you may look at be looking at a game. I mean, I honestly think he could turn the ball over six times in a game this year. Yeah, and I think both of those quarterbacks are going to be terrible this year. And I don't know. I mean, the Jets are in trouble. What do you think about their coach, Trey, before we move on to our preview games? What do you think about Rex Ryan going to watch his walk-on son play at Clemson on cut day? 
I mean, it's not the first coach that does that. I think that's getting overhyped, to be honest. I mean, there was there are other coaches who go do that. Uh, I mean, you, know, you can you can cut from your phone nowadays. I do it all the time. I just I just don't make a I don't make a big deal of that term. I think that's just New York overhyped. Well, I think if he was a winning coach, you wouldn't hear much about it. But if, I mean, even if his son played, if his son was actually playing, I would understand that. But he's a walk on sitting there holding Dabo Sweeney's board for him, walking beside him, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't get it. Rex Ryan is going to be in the spotlight no matter what happens. And any little negative thing that they can find, they're going to jump all over it until they get him out of New York. He, how, how many games this year do you think it's going to be before he gets fired and he doesn't have a job anymore? I'm going to say six, Trey. I'm going to say by week six he's gone. Yeah, I'll take the over on that. I'll take seven. Oh, man, it's not the price is right. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> the price is wrong. All right. Well, I'm excited about tomorrow night, Trey. You know, we open it up, and there's always a revenge game that that we do here. The Broncos choked the game away last year to the Ravens. The Ravens were dead, and they hit that big play, you know, to give them some momentum. But, you know, the line started at nine. Denver favored nine in Denver. And it's dropped all the way down to seven and a half, Trey. Tell me what you think about this game and the matchup you see. It could be ugly, in my opinion. Oh, I guess when you say ugly, do you mean like a Denver slam line or? <laughs> no, I think Denver's going to roll in this game. I think they're going to win by at least 14. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about the 14. I think it's going to be a closer game than that. I, I, you know, I think this is one of those those times where you're going to see uh, more passing from Flacco. They're going to come out throwing the ball. Von Miller is not there uh, for the Broncos. They're a little more susceptible than when Von Miller plays uh, to be able to throw the ball down the field because I mean, you're missing that pass rusher. You're missing that guy. So I mean, I like I like the Broncos in this game, Tarvin. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but I mean, I think it's going to be a very competitive first game. Well. The the reason I don't think it's competitive, Denver, the way they play at home, and I think that revenge factor comes into play. I think the Denver defense is the difference in this game. I think the Ravens, they're depleted on defense, and, and, and they do have some talent, Trey. But, but when I look at it, I just don't think they can play four quarters in Denver with that altitude and actually stop Peyton Manning. And I know Flacco is not going to produce in this game. I mean, Ray Rice can only do so much. Yeah, I mean, I think Flacco's going to have an okay time of it. I, mean, I don't think Flacco's going to break out as a superstar in this league by any means. But, I mean, I think Flacco will have decent numbers in this game. I mean, I don't think it's starting in fantasy, but, I mean, I'd look at, you know, two, 240 to 260 passing yards, maybe two touchdowns and an INT, I think, is what I expected of Flacco. Carvin? I'm here. Sorry I was on mute. But Joe Flacco, dude, he's going to really crumble in this game. And I don't understand why the line dropped. Do you really have people out there putting money on games thinking that Joe Flacco is going to beat Denver and cover? I think this game's going to get ugly. I think by halftime this line's covered. And I think Peyton Manning rolls. I look for a lot of turnovers tomorrow night. I think Denver rolls, Trey. I mean, that's all I can say about it. I just have no vision showing me that Baltimore can win this game. Well, so we both have, have Denver in that game, Tarvin. Uh, you know, we both agree as yes, Super Bowl uh, favorite. So we'll move on, Tarvin. The Giants at the Cowboys. This one's intriguing. You know, the, this is a, a big rivalry. 
this game, if you recall last year, opened up the season, you know, Romo had over 300 yards passing, had a good game. Uh, Tarvin, I, I look for him to do it again. I think he's had a lot of success against the Giants last year. I think last year he also had 400 yards in the second game uh, against the Giants. Uh, no Kevin Ogletree, if you remember Kevin Ogletree from last year in the, one of these games. Uh, I look at Romo finding Des Bryant a lot in a very high-scoring game. I look at this game as like a 33-27 finish, Tarvin. Uh, Cowboys on top. Wow, no defense, huh? Yeah, I think there'll be some defense, but I think there's going to be some turnovers and some. I think it's going to be a Eli Manning, uh, Tony Romo shootout. Well, I think this is a good chance for Dallas to come out and actually show America that they're ready to take that next step. They come in and choke away this game against New York. I know it's Week One, Trey, but I, I really think they're in they're in trouble. I think they need to come out. Take care of business in this game. I mean, the over-under in this game is 48-and-a-half, so it's supposed to be a shootout, but I don't think it's going to be that high scoring. I think it's going to be something like 30 to, I don't know, 27-17 maybe Dallas. I think their defense does show up, Trey, in this game. They do cover the point spread at home and they start off 1-0 and in their division, which is which is huge. I think last year, didn't New York start off at home and Dallas blow them out? Yeah, Dallas, Dallas won this game. That was the first game was the Kevin Ogletree game. So, um, yeah, they, they definitely won. Well, I'm, 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 I'm ready to see what those Dallas haters say to me when, when they take care of business in this game. But both of us like Dallas. Um, looking at the chat room, I don't see any predictions for this one, guys. So if you want to make your predictions, go ahead. Jonathan just picked Denver over Baltimore, and he picked the Giants over Dallas, Trey. So so you and I are are wrong in his opinion. Well, I mean, that's for the pick for. You know, Jonathan made his picks uh, in the pick uh, challenge already, so he's got his He's got his vote in. He gets, you know, that's, that's you know, well played. Well played to get what he got his vote in early. You know, Tarvin, that, that, that leads us to, you know, we both talk about the Falcons and how they sort of choked last year, but they started on the road against the Saints. And I know Jonathan's big on the Saints this year, Tarvin, so what do you got down there in New Orleans in game one for the Falcons on the road? Well, I mean, the Falcons are underdog. I don't know if you believe that, Trey, in this game. They are the underdog, uh, three-point underdog to New Orleans. But, look, when I look at the Saints, I still see that team. They can't play defense. And, Will they beat Atlanta? It's very possible. I mean, they're at home. Drew Brees is their quarterback. But I just don't think the Falcons are going to be the Falcons of old when they come into New Orleans and lose. I mean, I, I look for Atlanta to try to play some defense, and I think their defense is better than the Saints. But because this is week one and it is in New Orleans with Drew Brees, I like the Saints to squeak by the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, that's a good pick, Tarvin. I mean, I think the Saints, at home with, you know, Sean Payton, you know, back at the helm in a full off season and that's a great pick. I mean a lot of people are picking the Saints to make the postseason. But you know, not not so fast, Tom. I think I think the Falcons are gonna be a very <laughs> good team this year. Matt Ryan I think plays at times, um I think at times statistically he plays better on the road. I think so I, I like the fact that Matt Ryan has this, you know, Tony Gonzalez back, he's got his security blanket, he's still got Roddy White, he's still got Julio Jones. Steven Jackson is a, is a huge upgrade over Michael Turner, who I don't even think has a job in the NFL anymore. And I, I think Osa Yumanura is a, is, a, is a better switch than John Abraham. So I think the Falcons uh, made better players out of the ones they had last year. So I like them in this game in a very tight finish. 
Uh, probably not. I got the Falcons in the head. Okay, I mean that's a good pick. I hope the Falcons win, but I think with Peyton being back, I think the you know the Saints have enough energy and enough gas in the tank for one game, and and this will be it. They'll win, but the Trey, the Falcons will endure the the long season and take them over. So that takes us what their number two game. Yeah, the Bengals at the Bears. You know, this is two teams that both of us have in the postseason. And this is a tough game because I think the Bengals are probably more talented uh, of a team. But I think the Bears really need this. I mean, this is a, a team that needs confidence quite a bit. I mean, you have a sort of a head case in Jay Cutler, who is very emotional, to say the least, at the quarterback position. So I think the Bears need this game more. Uh, you know, the, the Bengals are coming off, you know, their preseason hard knocks. A lot of people got a chance to actually see the talent on the field. I mean, they probably have uh, maybe the best receiving core with A.J. Green. Uh, leading that. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the question mark really is, is it quarterback? And that's saying something that, you know, you have a, a quarterback who's been pretty consistent, and he's real, he's what everybody's questioning because he hasn't won a playoff game. So, Tarvin, I think because the Bears, you know, need this a little bit more, um, I, you know, up in the air, I'm going to go with the Bengals on the road, but I, the Bears, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears win this at home. I'm going Bengals on the road. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Bengals too, Trey. I, I think they have what it takes to win on the road now. Dalton, what is it, his third season or is it his fourth? I think it's his third season. Um, I, I just like Cincinnati. You're right. I watched Hard Knocks. I watched all of it. They have a lot of talent. I don't agree with some of the cuts they made, but this team is very talented, and the Bears still have Cutler, and that does concern me a little bit. I'm not too high on him, but I, I am high on Cutler enough to end up winning this division. But, hey, a week one upset, Trey, the Bengals over the Bears. And like you said, it wouldn't surprise me if the Bears won. They are favored in the game. But I'm going to go with the upset, just a slight upset, and pick the Bengals with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I surprised you. I, mean, I, I go back and forth in that game, and if we pick this 10 minutes from now, I'm going to go with the Bears. I just think that's probably, <laughs> probably the most competitive game and the most even game uh, week one. But that moves us on to the Packers and the 49ers. My pack are on the road trying to avenge a real big blowout from the 49ers last year. Tarvin, I have huge concerns for the Packers' defense, the one that was Colin Kaepernick. I mean, for those of you who remember, Kaepernick ran all over the Packers um, and just really embarrassed that defense. I, I'm just not so sure the Packers' defense is, is really much better than they were last year, Tarvin. So I look at this game, and I, I see Colin Kaepernick doing very well against the Packers defense, and, and unfortunately, I have the 49ers winning this game by about 10 points. Hey, Green Bay couldn't tackle me and you, Trey, if we were quarterback and receiver here, so no way they go on the road and beat San Fran. San Fran's got a balanced team. Kaepernick will carve them up, and it's not because he's a great quarterback. It's just because their defense is so bad. They can't contain a quarterback that can run and throw. Aaron Rodgers, this is this might not be the year for him, Trey, that everybody's expecting a big year. I look for him to struggle. I look for him to, to take some sacks. I look for him um, just to look confused out there. And after seeing some of the, the ex-players talking about his leadership and, and and how they don't like him, really, I think that's going to eat at him a little bit. He says it doesn't matter. He's not going to change his style. But I think this could, this could be the downfall of Aaron Rodgers, Trey. I like San Fran to start off week one with a win. So we both agree, Tarvin, I think all five of our NFL picks, and you and I, when we agree on NFL picks, usually do pretty well. So, you know, Tarvin, so I picked, on, the, uh, I picked the, uh, I picked the, uh, 
the Saints to beat the Cal or the Falcons. You picked the Falcons. Oh, that's right, you did. That's right, you did. Uh, I thought we agreed, Tarvin, but now now you're going to go four and one. But that's okay, Tarvin. Four and one is nothing <laughs> to worry about. As long as long as you win, Trey, or I win, I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> well, Tarvin, I'll move us on to and we'll try to blow through some of these college games because you know, uh, unfortunately, they're not all top tier. But, you know, I found a storyline in them all. The first one, number 10, Tarvin, is Cincinnati. Uh, you have your old boy at coaching at Cincinnati. They had a big win last week, and they're traveling on the road up in Big Ten country to Illinois. Uh, so this is an AAC versus Big Ten challenge. So, Tarvin, who do you got in this game? Well, Jonathan told me earlier in the week that that he's so big on Cincinnati this week, you know, playing a terrible Illinois team. One thing about Illinois, Trey, is they have zero defense. And I'm with Jonathan. I like I like Cincinnati in this game. They just destroyed Purdue in the Big Ten. Why not destroy Illinois? I mean, Cincinnati has too much offense for this Illinois team. Yeah, Tom, I actually agree. I think Cincinnati on the road, I think they're a better coach right now. Illinois is a paper tiger at 1-0. Uh, yeah, I'm not – I'm not sure that Illinois has taken any steps further from what they did last year. I like I like Illinois to, to lose as well. Uh, so we're, we're in agreement, Tarvin. I think Jonathan's right. I think Cincinnati is a much better team than Illinois. Well, didn't Illinois give up like 30-plus points to Southern Illinois in week one? They gave, they gave up points for sure. Yeah, they gave up a ton. But they also got a lot of yards. But the difference is Tommy Tuberville knows how to coach defense. So these guys will be ready on the road. It's not a big game, so don't worry. Tommy Tuberville will pull this one out probably. He'll beat he'll beat Illinois and, and start two and zero. So that, that moves us to your, the Plains, Tarvin. You know, Gus Malzahn left Arkansas State. They're one and zero. They won their first game. They're coming to Auburn. You know, who's one and zero? They won their first game against Washington State and a you know a nail biter. Uh, so Tarvin, what do you think? Uh, is is can Gus Malzahn's old crew coming to the Plains and pulling upset? Uh, no, they don't have enough size, Trey. I mean, this is a good test for Auburn to find out again where they are. But, but you know, at the end of the day, these guys are undersized. Auburn underachieved last week. They they found out a lot where they got where they need to get better, and, and a good week of practice so far. Trey, I think Auburn will cover the 13 point spread in this one. Probably it'll be closer. I mean, because it just depends on the defense of Auburn how many points they give up. But I do like the Auburn offense this week to put up a lot of points on this Arkansas State team. Again, they're very undersized. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If Nick Marshall doesn't show some progress in this game, then you better start worrying if you're an Auburn fan. He should light up Arkansas State. I mean, you can pull your Nick Saban all you want, Tarvin, and and lower expectations, but Auburn should blow out Arkansas State. and That's all there is to say. But you made a good point, and I agree with you. I mean, it's time – and Malvon made it sound like that – that they they kept Nick Marshall conservative the other night, but whether they did or not, I saw him overthrow a lot of passes. I did see some good decisions, though. He just needs to hit the passes, and this is the week for him. I mean, you're you're heading into SEC play the following week with Mississippi State, followed by a trip to Baton Rouge. So, Trey, to make the Auburn family and fans, you know, more believing in the season, he has to look better. If we barely escape a win out of Arkansas State, Trey, it could be the same type of season last year. Yeah, I mean this is this is a, this is a high water mark for Auburn. I need to get past this for sure. So we both have Auburn winning. The chat room's got Auburn winning as well. 
probably moving us on. And this is uh, you know Syracuse, an ACC team. They started 0-1 last week, and they're traveling to number 19 Northwestern, who both of us were, were high on, and both of us looked at them last week in that win and had some concern. Uh, they lost one of their defenders, their starting defenders for the year. Uh, Syracuse didn't look great in week one, Tarvin. Any any chance the Cuse have to go into excuse me, go into Illinois and beat or Indiana and beat Northwestern? Yeah, I mean, I think they have a chance, but will they? I don't think so. I think Northwestern, you know, has enough offense to get by. Syracuse is not a good road team. They like to play at home and at home and and play well. But at the end of the day, Northwestern has to win this game. This is a a must win for them to go two and zero before they start heading into conference play. I like Northwestern in this game. Uh, the defense, I'm not very high on them. Yeah, I mean, I think Northwestern gives up points in this game, but, I mean, Syracuse isn't that good of a team this year. I, I think it'll be closer than it should be, um, but I think Syracuse's offense, I mean, as, as Jonathan pointed out in the chat room, I'm about to say that looked pretty terrible last year, or last week, excuse me. Uh, so I, I like Northwestern pulls by this game, but if, we'll see how good they are. They should they should get past this game pretty easily. If they struggle, uh, Northwestern may be in some trouble this year and may not meet our expectations starting. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Northwestern big in this game. So, Tarvin, you know, I think this one is is the upset special. I've, I've watched people pick on our message board, and this seems to be a popular upset pick uh, for a couple of people. So I'm looking at Western Kentucky, Bob, the Fighting Petrinos. They're traveling to Knoxville to, to, to you know, our coach let, and, you know, and Jones led uh, – Tennessee Volunteers. Tarvin, any chance that Petrino upsets and shocks Vol Nation? Um, no. I mean, not a chance. I mean, Tennessee, Kentucky's Kentucky, guys. We all, I called that game. I felt good about Western Kentucky taking care of Kentucky. But Tennessee, they have a lot of three, four, and five-star athletes out there on that field. They're well coached. A lot of confidence. Even though they played Austin P, they're still looking. This is a big game for them. They're going to get up for it now that Bobby Petrino's there and they beat an SEC team. It gives them more to brag about once they do. I like Tennessee uh, to cover the spread. I think they're favored 13.5 points in this one. I think they roll easy. It won't be a, an Austin P victory, but it'll be a solid win for, for Tennessee and another step towards Oregon the following week. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a long story short, Tarvin, I do like Tennessee. I, I think that, that this game was going to be a closer for much of the game. I mean, I, I think Tennessee could pull away in the fourth quarter, but I, I think Western Kentucky is going to be close. I mean, I think Bobby Petrino is, what, 9-0 and in his last nine games against the SEC East or something like that. I mean, I, I realize that some of that was with Arkansas. But, I mean, he, he seems to coach pretty well against a lot of these guys. So I think he'll be able to keep it close because he's a good coach. Uh, but I think the talent will eventually show itself. Tennessee is deeper than Western Kentucky. Um, I'm not. I'm not agreeing with any of the uh, the picks in our that uh, I've seen in our pick'em of Western Kentucky beating Tennessee. I don't think that happens. But no. Tennessee wins. But I'm, I, I think the spread's about right, Tarvin. Ten to thirteen. Yeah, I mean the spread's right, but talent wins usually. I mean they, these are talented individuals with a good coach. That doesn't mean Bobby Petrino is not going to come out and throw some haymakers, Trey. He's going to come out and try to prove his name again. But you have to have players in college football to win in the SEC, and that's what he lacks right now. He needs some more talent, but he's a great coach. But Jones is going to toy around. I'd hate to talk to Coach Led on Sunday, Trey, if Tennessee lost this game. I don't. I wouldn't like to hear his conversation. 
No, and you know, and and not to put anything past the Tennessee coaching staff either. I mean, you know, they they seem to be a very you know week by week coaching staff, and you know, those are the coaches that usually don't overlook this type of game. I think Petrino has a lot of hype uh, coming with him, especially after last week's victory. I just, I just think Tennessee is going to handle their business. I, I just I think that. Uh, you know, they're still figuring things out on offense with their quarterbacks. They're still figuring some things out. I think that's why it'll take them long to get there. Uh, but I think they will. Okay. So are people in the chat room, I'm not in the chat room right now looking, are people picking Western Kentucky to beat Tennessee, or is that just in our pick them on Facebook? Uh, so far, that's just our pick them on Facebook. I haven't seen anybody on our chat room uh, do that. But uh, so, so far, I'm just seeing a Tennessee. Okay. All right. Go balls, Rocky Top. I think they take care of business, Trey. So move us on, sir. So uh, this is a Big 12 matchup at number six. The the ranked number 16 ranked Oklahoma Sooners are traveling out to West Virginia, where uh, former FSU quarterback who uh, did not look great in his debut from West Virginia, or I'm sorry, no quarterback looked very good at West Virginia in the first week they won, uh, but. Uh, Tarvin, I, I just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat this one either. I think Oklahoma wins this game. I think West Virginia isn't very good this year. Oklahoma is much more talented. Uh, this is not going to be the game that we saw last year between the two of them, where Oklahoma struggled. I think Oklahoma wins this game. Yeah, you want to see a blowout? Look at Norman on Saturday. They're going to beat West Virginia by at least four touchdowns. Too much talent on Oklahoma's team. Plus, they I think their quarterback's a lot more sound. I think West Virginia is searching for answers, and, and they're searching for a defense, right, that I still don't think they found. So they almost lost last week to a – I can't remember who it was, a smaller school, FCS school. Oklahoma big. Yeah, Oklahoma big in this game. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, Tarvin. So uh, that gets – even though it's on the road. So even though we get past that turnout – I'll tell you, this next one is, is funny. BYU is 0-1. They actually lost to Virginia last week. Which surprised me. Yeah, I would not have picked Virginia over BYU last week, even though uh, you know the Wahoos were hosting it. Uh, but now BYU's at home. Number 15, Texas comes to town. And, you know, this is you know we talk about barometer type of games. This is that game for me, Tarvin. I, you know, I picked Texas to win the Big 12. They better win this game and look convincing doing it to sort of keep my confidence in them, Tarvin. So I, I got Texas winning by 10, uh, and I, you know I'd like to see it more just to keep you know just so I feel good about Texas, but. This couldn't be closer. Yeah, I'm, look, Trey, I mean, I looked at this game, too. You think at first, oh, it's just BYU, but they're at home. That's where they play defense. That's where they, they can pull off some wins. And Texas, what have they proven, really? I mean, they beat a cupcake. They're still Texas, and I, I'm still not sold on that ground. This has every early indication of an upset, and if this happened, it would just destroy Texas and Mac Brown. Any kind of momentum they built from that bowl win last year, I think it's going to be very close. I think BYU keeps it around a touchdown. They lose the game, but I think it's very close. I like BYU to hang around. Yeah, I think it's possible. You're right. BYU is a different team on the road than at home. But you're know, I look at this. You know, this is Mac Brown in Texas. You know, it's time, it's time to put on the big boy pants and go out and beat a decent opponent. So, um, you know, looking at looking at some solid performances out of Texas this week. Uh, if if they if they are going to be my champion out of the Big Twelve, starting moving on to number five game, Tarvin, it's it's number it's number two Oregon who just blasted some school I don't, I've never heard of Nickel State last week. <laughs> they're now at, at the Wahoos. They're at Virginia who just beat BYU. So uh, 
you know, Virginia got on, got, are on notice now for me. They, they got my attention last week, Tarvin. So how much of my attention are they going to have after Oregon? I'd say this game, I mean, fits right perfect with Oregon and what they're going to do. Everybody thinks this is going to be close because they pulled off that win last week. But Oregon's going to go in. They're going to score early and often. Trey, I think this will be 21 to nothing before you blink your eye, really. I think Oregon runs away with it on the road. Yeah, I mean, Virginia, great win last, last week. I mean, it's just progression, uh, but they don't have the talent to stay with Oregon. Oregon's a, just a much, much more talented team. Here, I think Oregon does jump on them quick. I, th- I think Virginia has the staying power to keep it relatively within a couple of scores, uh, at, uh, but I think eventually this is going to be a blowout, Tarvin. I, I just think that the Virginia doesn't have the speed, the size, or the talent to keep up with Oregon. Well, Trey, Jason Humphrey, the big Duck fan we have on the show, is in. What's up, Jason? Hey, hey guys. Um, yeah, um, I Oregon's gonna run away with this. The points for last time I saw it was at twenty-eight or twenty-nine. I think Oregon's gonna cover. They're really good at covering the spread. They covered a fifty-eight point spread last week. I know that was against Nickel State. But Oregon to the cover, I don't think the jet lag will affect them. They will be on regular schedule, knowing that the game is 9 o'clock here. Oh, no, 12.30 here. So, so okay, I think well, Oregon will well, well, thank you, Jason. And, and the line is 24, actually, just to let everybody know out there, Trey. Yeah, that's a good point about the the time change and traveling across country. Is that going to play any impact on this trip? Well, I think at first it will. I mean, I don't think this is going to be twenty-eight to nothing before you blink. I think it'll be a little bit of a sluggish start for Oregon, uh, but I think by the end of the first quarter they're going to have their legs up under them. I mean, I just don't think that Virginia just doesn't. It's not a, they're not talented enough yet, Tarver. I think you know if you're a Virginia fan, you look at that win last week and that's encouraging. But I mean, I, I wouldn't get your hopes too far up. Okay, I'm I'm with you. I mean, look, like you said, you have to have athletes and you have to have speed. You have to have power to beat a team like Oregon. Look at some SEC teams that's beat them in the past, the way Ohio State beat them in the past. You have to have talent, and that's one thing Virginia doesn't have yet. So, Trey, this is going to get ugly. This could be a nickel. It won't be as bad as nickel state, but you never know. Oregon will leave their – they'll try harder in this game and actually take it serious since it's a road game against a BCS team. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's this game. I mean, the spread, I don't know about the spread, but I mean, it, it, there, I, I wouldn't be surprised. 28, 35 points, yeah, probably going to happen. So, uh, Tarvin, you know, moving on to the, I think the real three games that, that really are people going to be watching. So, you know, number 12, Florida, they're 1 0. They won last week. A lot of people weren't very impressed. I mean, ESPN's Kirk Herbstreit picked them to lose last week to Toledo. That didn't turn out to be such a great prediction, but. And Tarvin, now we're looking at uh, them traveling on the road down to, you know, Kane country. In Miami, a lot of people were picking earlier in the year to either win the ACC or win the Coastal. Uh, Tarvin, what do you see in this game? Does Florida have enough to go on the road, or, or can Miami surprise them? I think Miami can surprise them. I picked them to, to beat them in the preseason when we were doing their previews, and I'm picking them now. I like Miami early in the season right now to to get things done. I think Miami has some talent. They have a lot to play for. I mean, they're undefeated. And I think this is huge for Golden in this program. I know these NCAA sanctions are looming, 
But what a way to make yourself feel better and make everybody feel good to beat an SEC team, uh, the state rival Florida. I can see this has an upset all over it, Trey. I'm going to go ahead and pick it. I like Miami out of the ACC to beat Florida in the SEC. Well, I mean, you're not the only one, Tarn. I'm looking at the chat room, and I see I see Miami. I think both Jonathan and Paul have Miami winning this game. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to pull a three-way not so fast. I mean, I, I think this is a trendy pick. You know, people are saying, oh, this is, you know, Miami's got enough what it takes. This has got all the makings of an upset. I, I just don't know, man. I'm looking at this game, and I think Florida's still got a lot of talent. I look at Florida on defense, and I think, well, they're better than Miami on defense. I think the quarterback play maybe a little bit better at Miami, but, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm looking at this game, Tarvin. I think it's going to be competitive. It's going to be close. I think it's going to come down to a play, and I just look at Florida as having more playmakers than Miami does right now. So I look at Florida, a close win, Tarvin, not so fast. Okay. I mean, it's going to be interesting. That's pretty bad when Herb Street and ESPN is picking Toledo to beat you in the swamp. That shows a lot of disrespect, and maybe – just maybe Muschamp can use that as motivation to fuel this team because they have the talent, and all they're looking for is a leader on that team, and, and we'll see if Driscoll can be that leader and score. I mean, here's the deal. How many Miami fans are going to show up at this game? Because usually when you watch Miami play, you see about 10 people in the stadium. Well, I mean, that's another thing, too, is is, is this really going to be a home hill advantage? You know, does Miami show up? Um, you know, and I just think Florida – you know, you look at them last year. They played sluggish against. They played down to opponents last year. I think they played up to opponents uh, like my like Miami. So, and they, they played down to Toledo. They're going to play up to Miami, uh, and that's why I think you know Muschamp teams seem to play poorly against poor competition, and, and they seem to win them. So, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. But they seem to play pretty well against the big opponents. So, I look at Florida to win this game, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, we're split on this one, and this is, you know, you think I love the SEC? Well, you know, I love Auburn, really, and and so it's it's not hard for me to sit here and tell you that, that Miami's a talented team and can beat an SEC team, but Trey, does this mean the SEC could be in trouble if, if Miami pulls this upset? The way we saw Clemson take care of Georgia in a close game, Western Kentucky beating Kentucky, Oklahoma State beating Mississippi State, is this, what does this mean if Florida loses? Well, you know, I, I think I think it means that one of the premier teams um, in the SEC in Florida has slipped if this happens because Miami certainly. I mean, I don't think Miami's not even ranked right now. So, you know, number twelve ranked Florida can go down to Miami and lose. I mean, I think that says something about both programs that maybe some of these ACC teams are are taking a step up. But I mean, ultimately, and this is a rivalry, and it's not a great rivalry. Um, but, you know, Tarvin, I, I look at this, and I think if Florida loses this game, it does say something about the program at Florida, and it maybe says something about Muschamp. I mean, this, this team recruits very well every year. They have the talent to reload. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and we've seen it. You can recruit talent, but can you develop and coach it? We're going to find out. This is a big this is a big game for Florida and Muschamp. They lose this game, I mean, I just don't see them rebounding from it. But if they win and get some momentum, they could have a big year. So let's circle this game, Trey, and get back with it Sunday night and talk about it because I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about since both of us disagree, since we disagree on this pick. Yeah, yeah and by the way, uh, we got, well, the whole chat room got called an SEC homer by Jason Humphrey. So he's defending himself now against a lot of a lot of non-homers in the chat room. So a lot of, non, a lot of, a lot of non-SEC fans in our chat room right now. So – you started moving on. This is college game day's number one pick. I didn't I didn't agree, so I picked number two. 
Number 14, Notre Dame, 1-0. They're traveling to, to Michigan at number 17. I think it's certainly a great game. I'll be watching it. Uh, but Tarver, I don't have it number one, but I just don't think it's the best game overall. I, you know, I'm looking at this game. I think Notre Dame, I still see a lot of problems. I mean, their, their defense is legitimately one of the best in the country. They have two guys in that defense who could be top 10, top 15 picks on that defensive line. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving Notre Dame all the credit in the world. I think they're going to hold Gardner down mm-hmm. at least for a half. Uh, but I think Michigan has talent. I think Gardner is an X factor. I, I'm worried about Tommy Reese at quarterback. I know Quinn keeps telling me that Tommy Reese is more talented than I think he is. But here's his chance to prove it because I just don't think he's going to do it. And until he proves me wrong, Tarvin, I'm picking against him. So I got Michigan, and I think it's about, about 10 points. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, but I think it's 20 to 10 uh, or 17 to 7, something like that. I got Michigan winning. Well, I think Michigan's going to score more. Than, than that amount of points. But when you said Notre Dame's got a real good defense, they have a real good defense when they play inferior competition, those Big Ten offenses sometimes in the lower tier. But we all saw that Alabama game. That's the best front seven in the in the world. I just don't buy it. And, and look, I'm telling you, Notre Dame's in for a rude awakening. I mean, Michigan is a huge place. I think being the night game, Trey, will make it even louder. Michigan's not known to have a – a big home field advantage, really, ask Appalachian State. But being at 8 Eastern, does this impact your decision? If this game was played at noon, would would you pick Notre Dame? No, I don't think I'd pick Notre Dame. Any, I mean, this could be at Notre Dame at 12 o'clock, and I would I don't think I'd pick Notre Dame in this game. I, I just think Devin Gardner, is, is, he's, he's taken steps forward. I think he's ready for the pressure. You know, Reese was great last year when it came down to playing in the fourth quarter. But he made some mistakes when he played early on in the season, I think, and I think that's the problem is Tommy Reese is prone to making big mistakes. And if you're just playing, you know, the end of a fourth quarter, uh, that's not exposed as much. But I think Michigan's pretty talented on defense, too, and I disagree. I think Notre Dame's defense is really top-notch. I mean, they have two guys in that front line who are going to be drafted very high next year. So, I mean, I think there is some talent. I think in the, in the corners there's some problems, and I think that's where, that's where you're going to see Gardner take, take his talent and win this game. Yeah, I, I like Devin Gardner in this game. I don't like the Notre Dame offense. I think this is a a time for uh, for Michigan to actually you know flex their muscle really and show if they if they're really a contender in the Big Ten to match Ohio State or if they're not. I think they are, and this is a perfect setting, perfect opportunity. You're going to have the entire nation, Trey, watching this game. So Gardner has a big stage in front of him. Michigan big in this game, not a blowout, but they're going to win this game and take care of business. It's going to be a long season for Notre Dame. So we both have Gardner and Michigan winning this game. Uh, So the the true number one game of the week, I think everybody would admit to it, uh, it's certainly the highest-ranked opponent. So you have number 11, Georgia, coming off a very close loss to Clemson. I mean, I think a lot of people are discounting them a lot now uh, because they did lose to a very good Clemson team. But they're still number 11 in the country. They're still a very, very talented football team. And they're hosting number six, South Carolina, and, and the Clowney Show. So, Tarvin, I mean, I, I think this is the game that most people want to watch. I think most people are interested in this game. Tarvin, what do you think? I mean, South Carolina on the road, uh, are you keeping to our, to our predictions early in the season or early in the preseason of Georgia going to LNQ? I'm not, Trey. And, and I, I like Georgia when I watched them play against Clemson. I think they need to get better on defense. We knew that struggle on the road against the high octane Clemson offense on the road, but this is South Carolina coming in. I think Georgia will be ready for them. And and one thing that concerns me about South Carolina is 
are they going to be able to score a lot of points? Are they going to be able to keep up with Georgia? Because South Carolina does have a good defense, Trey, but I still think Georgia has their way and scores points, even without Malcolm Mitchell there. Um, I, I just think if they can protect Murray, they're in for a good day at home. They have to bounce back. This is a must win for Georgia and Mark Richt. Uh, I just hate to hear the, the Mark, fire Mark Richt uh, hate talk after this game if they lose, Trey. So I'm going to go with Georgia to win this game. Very close game, but Georgia pulls it out to go 1-0 in the East. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my prediction now. I predicted Georgia, to, I think eight and four this year, and I predicted them to start zero and two. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Georgia is a very talented team, and, and unfortunately for them, they're playing a very very tough schedule very early on. I think a lot of teams will lose to South Carolina and Clemson to start the year. So I think first of all, I think when they lose this game, Tarvin, I think you should never. I think Mark Rick is a great coach who Georgia's lucky to have, and I think that uh, in this case, they're gonna lose another nail biter. South Carolina has had Georgia's number. I mean, they have just beat Georgia down uh, since the old ball coach has been there. So, I mean, I like the fact that he seems to have Rick's number in this game, even though this is at home, even though Georgia has all the pressure and urgency in the world. I just think when I look at Georgia's, Georgia's defense, I see problems at a lot of positions. And I think Connor Shaw is talented enough to find the holes in the defense. And I think they're going to find running room against that, that front that, that front line against Georgia. I think Aaron Murray keeps him in this game. Murray, 350 yards passing just like he did last week. He's going to have three touchdowns. People are going to cry about Aaron Murray and Mark Rick after this game, Tarvin, and it's going to be not really for nothing because Aaron Murray is going to look really good in this game. I think Gurley's going to have good stats. It's going to be a shootout. But ultimately I have South Carolina winning a very close game just like last week. No, I mean, I, I feel good about Georgia in this one. I, I do like Gurley. I think he's the best running back in America. I mean, you can't you can't stop this guy. Clowney, like they said in the chat room, he better be in shape. He better not be taking plays off because it's going to be hard to keep trying to pass rush Aaron Murray. He can get rid of it, but he does make mistakes, Trey. It's going to be interesting. Me and you split on several big games tonight. So I'm interested to see, you know, how bad I beat you this week. You were 0-10 last week. <laughs> so you got some you got some catching up to do. I think I was O for O last week. I think what really happened. But you know, I, I just, you know, I you know, I look at Georgia and I see a lot of problems. I mean, this this possible part. I mean, because I think both teams, just like South Carolina and Georgia, uh, are very very evenly matched in a lot of other positions. You know, you look at the quarterback position. You like you give the nod to Georgia. I think running back, you give the nod to Georgia. You know, O lines are about a push. So I mean, you know, Georgia could win this game. It's at home. You know, but, you know, the old ball coach has got a lot of trickeration. He seems to throw at Georgia. Um, and I just like the defense of South Carolina much better uh, than I do uh, of Georgia's defense. And I think it's possible that you see Clowney, you know, sack, get, get a good sack of Murray, calls a fumble, uh, changes the tide of the game, changes field position. So I just think there's an X factor with South Carolina that I like more than Georgia right now. Well, that that concludes our picks, and, and Sunday night will be a big show for us. We'll be able to go the full two hours, hopefully, and, and go over all these games in detail. But, Trey, before we go tonight, I do want to talk about the polls. You know, they came out. You know how I feel about preseason rankings. But are you surprised to see Oregon jump Ohio State? And, and another question I need to ask you, Georgia dropped to number 11. I think they started at number five. They lost to an eighth-ranked Clemson team. Do you think that's fair that Georgia dropped to to 11, losing on the road at night to a team that was in the top ten? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's about right. I mean, if they had dropped to nine or ten, would I have a problem with that? No, I wouldn't. Um, but you know, when you look at the teams that they fell behind, I think it's all legitimate. I mean, Florida State's now ahead of them. LSU's you know beat a TCU team now ahead of them. You know, Louisville looked great. A and M. I mean, so you have a tough time having them with a loss in front of these other teams right now. But at the same point, Tarvin, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't have complained if they were if they, Florida State was behind them and LSU was behind them. So. You know, it's just one of those factors right now, Tarvin. You know, they're still, you know, if they win this game at South Carolina, or they may, obviously, you know, South Carolina will be here 11th next week, and Georgia might be 7th, so. Yeah. Well, Nebraska, they were 18th starting the year. They dropped four places after that performance. Is that enough? Should they be ranked at all? I, I think they should be out of the polls. Well, I mean, who do you replace them with? I mean, are they a top 25 team? Maybe. I don't know. They, they certainly didn't show it against Wyoming. <laughs> uh, but we'll know more about Nebraska as, as they come they come closer to the real competition. I mean, uh, but you know, I, who would I put up there? I don't know, man. I mean, I think Miami should be ranked in both polls. They're not. They're twenty fourth and one. They're not ranked in another. Uh, I look at you know Southern Cal's ranked in both polls. Or they should they be ranked? Uh, I don't know about that. They didn't look too high. How about, how about Ole Miss? How about Ole Miss ahead of, of ahead of Nebraska? They went on the road and beat a, a tough Vanderbilt team. Looked good doing it. They did have questions on defense, but that's why I don't like preseason rankings. You're right, Trey. You could throw anybody in there. It wouldn't really matter. If you're not in the top ten, who cares, really? So, But Nebraska, that's one thing. That's a team this year. Are you changing your predictions on Nebraska after after watching that performance the other night? I mean, I, I'm certainly looking at the change. I'm not, I'm not going to do a one-way change on that just yet. But, yeah, I mean, they didn't look great, Tarvin. They, they certainly didn't. All right, Trey, it's time for your big rant this week, and I know you have one, so let's hear it. Well, yeah, Trevor, I, I think my rant this week is gonna, is going to be is going to be nothing but a positive one. If the NFL is now upon us, I think it's time to stop talking about you know a lot of these offseason problems that the NFL's had, and they've had a lot, a lot of arrests. I mean, the Aaron Hernandez whole ordeal. But ultimately, you know, it's time to actually sit down and watch football. I'm ready for the NFL Sunday ticket to watch every single NFL game this week. I'm glad college football is back. You and I both went to games. So now that, now that football is back in full force and effect, Harvin, I'm excited. Uh, I'm ready for the NFL. I'm tired of talking about um, off-season matters. And I want to start talking about actual football games. So, you know, today, Harvin, yeah, I'm tired of talking about off-season. I'm tired of talking about players in trouble. I'm ready to talk about what happens on the field. That's it. I mean, we're, we've, there's only so much previewing you can do, so much speculation. But once I see it with my eyes on that field, it, it really helps me, you know, discuss it better. But would you rather you, – you went to the game Saturday. I went to a game Saturday, Trey. Would you rather go to a game and miss every other game during the day or would you rather sit at home on your big screen, high-definition TV and the air conditioner and watch it? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. I think there's something to be said for being at a, a college football game or an NFL game. I think everybody should do it once a year if you're a true football fan. It's okay to miss some games, but I want to do it every week. Probably not. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. If my team, you know, um, I think there's you know sometimes you want to sit back and watch all the games, but I think everyone should at least go to a game once a year to experience it live and understand. You know, when you hear that crowd noise what it's like for the players in the field, how hard it is sometimes to hear play calls in your helmet for the NFL guys and get the signs from the sidelines. So I think it's one of those experiences you should do, Tarvin. 
But uh, ultimately, I don't think I would do it every week. Man, if I did it every week, I'd be dead. I mean, after going to Auburn Saturday night, all day is an all-day event. It's 180 degrees. And then having to fight the traffic to get home, man, I could not do that every week. I love going to games, but there is I love to watch them, too. I love the big games. You know, if, if Auburn's playing Chattanooga High School, I don't want to go to that game and miss LSU in Florida or Florida State Clemson or some game like that. But, Trey, so you have the direct TV ticket, right, the NFL ticket. How much does that cost? Well, it was free, Tarvin. It was a free it was a free special for me this year. All right, that that sounds about right. Can you can you refer a friend to that free uh free discount you got there? I I think I might be able to hook you up, Tarvin. Oh, I for, I, for, I forgot your your uncle's a cable guy, right? He crawls up those poles and gives people free cable, right? <laughs> I need it. Man. No, I think, I'll talk I think to you after the show. <laughs> I think DirecTV is finally paying me some love. I think for all the all the love I give them on the show, I think they hooked me up. I don't know, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to watch all the games. Yeah, tomorrow night we have a, a really good NFL football game. I'm excited to see um, you know the former Super Bowl champions or the defending Super Bowl champions against our Super Bowl favorites. We'll have to see what happens. You know, just just a good time tournament. I love fantasy football. Got all my team rosters, my lineups are set. I'm tinkering with them today. I'm ready to I'm ready to put them on the field. Now, I'm excited, man. I mean, when you have college and NFL together, it's just something special. And, and look, I know people are discounting this second week of college. It's not big, but, Trey, there's going to be a big upset this weekend. I don't know who it's going to be, but it seems like somebody's going to lose and it's going to shake things up a little bit. I'm excited to see some of these teams, Florida, Michigan, Notre Dame, uh, Georgia, South Carolina, and see what they really have. I'm tired of the cream puffs already after week one. So maybe after this week, Trey, maybe we can start talking some real football games that really matter. So uh, real quick, Paul wants to talk about the Heisman update. And just to give him an answer on that, I saw the chat room where he's wanting to know my NFC title game, San Francisco-Dallas, San Francisco winning it. So, Trey, after week one, give me your top two Heisman candidates right now. Well, I, I think number one for me is going to be Bridgewater uh, is my number one overall candidate. I got, um, after that, no particular order, I got Taj Boyd, uh, Marcus Mariota. Um, honestly, top I, my top <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I said top two, man. You're killing me. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm looking, that's my top three then. Okay. You like Mariota? Yeah, I'd go Mariota. Oh. And I'll tell, I'll tell you what I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you my overall five. I got I, I, I'm gonna put Manziel in my in my five now, and I got Gurley as my fifth now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You have Manziel in your top five right now. After getting suspended the first half, coming in, getting three touchdowns, and getting benched by his coach for unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, I mean none of that matters when it comes down to Heisen voting. He had three touchdowns and very limited play, so. You know, I mean, you know, I'm not a Manziel fan, so I mean, I'll, but I think I gotta, I gotta put him up there for now. Well, I have Nick Marshall at number one. Great job the other night, overthrowing those three touchdowns. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I like Taj Boyd at number one trade just because he beat a, a top-ranked SEC team. I think that kind of gives him a little more weight. Him being a senior, Bridgewater, amazing number two right there. And and my God, I, I mean, how can you not talk about 
the kid at Florida State. I know he's a freshman. I want to see him a little more, but he'll be in my top five if he continues to play like this another week or two, Trey. But I don't know. Gurley had a great time. I'm not going to go top five yet, but Mariota, of course. I mean, that guy's amazing. But all that matters right now is Taj Boyd and Bridgewater. I don't I don't think that's going to change too much as the year goes on. Well, who knows? It could. I mean, you know, this, these are going to change week by week, you know. I mean, I I, think I like what Winston did, but, you know, he's not enough to jump all the way up my, my top five. I got to see another week from a freshman, just like, you know, so, but you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at my top five. It's gonna evolve each week. Uh yeah, so that that's what I got right now. Yeah, I don't know how you could be how you could get any better than that freshman guy. So so we'll see. Trey, Sunday night, nine PM Eastern, big show for us. We're gonna talk a lot of football, man. We have all of the college, all of the NFL, and guess what? We get to preview Monday night football as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have uh you know, I'm sure we'll get some guests coming on. You never know who who stops in and gives us a call week by week. So, we appreciate everybody listening, Carvin, and we'll see you this weekend. All right, have a great week, guys.